So there's a story of two young rabbis who are trying out for the same position in a small town in Eastern Europe. And because the congregation doesn't have very much money, they put them up in the same place for Shabbat. And so they sleep in the same room, and one of them talks in his sleep. So he gives his sermon in his sleep, and the other one listens very, very carefully. The next day, the second one is called to speak first, and he gives the first one's sermon. And the first student gets up, he thinks for a minute about what he should say, and then he says, you know, that sermon was so brilliant, it bears repeating. I feel for that second or the first student because on the Shabbat before Rosh Hashanah, every rabbi is tempted to just find an old sermon and repeat it because really you are preoccupied with the sermons that you're supposed to be giving over Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And while I know that I should not be complaining, because after all, it beats working in the coal mines that have a problem of sitting in an air-conditioned office and not knowing what to say. This was really, for me, a question. It's like, what do I say this morning when all my good stuff I'm saving for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and I don't want to say anything too good this morning because then I can't use it on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or the next week. I know this will be no great surprise to you, but in this dilemma, the Torah came to my rescue. Because it is uncanny, or it is divinely ordained, that the very first sentence of this morning's Torah portion is the entire sermon that every rabbi should be giving this morning. It's all about what we are supposed to do over the high holidays, even though it has no reference to the high holidays. If you remember, last week in synagogue, we read all these curses. Think of that as the year. All these difficult things happen during the year. There are tragedies, and pandemics, and all sorts of bad things. And then what are you supposed to do right after the curses finish? It says, <laughs> You stand today, all of you, before the Lord your God. And then it goes on to say, by all of you, it means your elders, your officials, the men of Israel, your children, your wives, the stranger, from the wood chopper to the water drawer. In other words, everyone. Everyone, everyone. Now let's take that, those three words, word for word. Atem. All of you. What distinguishes the Jewish people in the high holidays is that just about everybody is part of the community. People who aren't part of the community on Shabbat, people who don't set foot in the synagogue during the year. On the high holidays, every Jew feels some kind of pull because Klal Yisrael, all of us are called together. It's Atem, everyone, from the water carrier to the wood chopper. Nitzavim, 
you stand. Now this standing thing is really interesting in the Jewish tradition. I have said this before, but it bears, I think, repeating. When you say God's name in our tradition, you always stand. You say Baruch, you bend the knee, Atah, you bend there. But when you say Hashem, when you say God's name, you stand up straight. Why is that? It's probably based on the teaching in Ezekiel, where God comes to Ezekiel and says, Amod stand on your feet and I'll speak to you. In other words, you have to be the fullness of who you are to be able to hear God. It may strike you that only on the high holidays and only for a brief time did Jews bow all the way down when we fall korim in front of the ark. But the rest of the year, in our worship, Jews do not kneel. We do not fall on our faces. We stand up. We bow, but we stand up. Nitzavim, that's how you come before God, in the fullness of your humanity. Because you are more a Jew, you are more a person when you stand up than when you fall down. And God wants to address us as standing before God's self. Atem Nitzavim Hayom, today. You may know that Hayom is one of the psalms that is best known and best loved at Sinai over the high holidays. Hayom Ta'amtsenu, we say. Today we present ourselves before God. There is an immediacy to it. We do it now because we know that the year can bring all sorts of unpredictable, unexpected, and sometimes unwelcome things. So right now, in this moment, we will stand before you and we will pray. When I realized that those were the first three words, atem nitzavim hayom, you, all of you, will stand today I also realized that the essential part of that was lifnei Adonai, before God. Some synagogues, you know, have da lifnei miata omed, know before whom you stand above the ark. We have the Ten Commandments, which is also a good choice, by the way. <laughs> but notice what it says, know before whom you stand. Not before whom you kneel, before whom you bow, before whom you pray, but before whom you stand. And on the high holidays, that's what we do. We stand before God. Because Jews are much better at talking to God than talking about God. We aren't theologians, as Elie Wiesel teaches us. We are witnesses. We are witnesses to God's presence in the world and in our lives. So here it is. I guess you could say that I looked at the Torah and said, that sermon was so good that I should just repeat it. I did. <laughs> but after all, it really is what the Yamim Noraim are about standing together as Klal Yisrael, because the prayers are in the plural, before God. We have done it 
for thousands of years. And tomorrow night, we will begin doing it again. Shabbat Shalom.